listening to Venture Church Podcast. For more information, visit jointheventure.com or facebook.com slash jointheventure. We hope you enjoy. I just want to take a minute this morning to talk about three thoughts that came into my mind as everything happened today. Okay, as I shared a minute ago, we, uh, we rolled up to the scene a little before 7 o'clock this morning. And uh, first of all, I, I want to let you know, there's, there's a group of uh, three or four guys. Uh, it's normally the same three or four guys every single week. They're the guys who get there before anybody else to our church. They hook the trailer up. They drive around the building. And then by 7, there's another group of people who show up and start unloading. First of all, I just want to thank you guys publicly. Can we all thank them? Um, it's awesome. The, and then, and, but, but by 7 or so, we realized there needed to be another plan. So we started to talk. And uh, these three thoughts just kept coming into my, my, my mind, coming into my mind, coming into my mind. And so even though I had a whole other sermon, lesson, plan to, to share today, I just think sometimes the messages of God are so simple that you just say them and then you just live them. And that's just, that's just what it is. And so there are three thoughts that I want, three thoughts that I want to share, and, and I want you to try to remember them. If you've got a Bible, I'm going to be looking at one Bible verse. It'll be later in, at the very end of my talk, but it's going to be at 1 John uh, chapter 4, verse 4. So you can go and look that up. You can look it up on your phone. Uh, it'd be a great chance to try out those sweet Bible apps, um, too. But um, here are the three thoughts. The, the first one is this. We are the church. We are the church. Can, can we say that? We are the church? We are the church. Uh, on our signs, on some of our t-shirts, on different things we hand out, we say this phrase, we're church for people who don't like church. And, and I think sometimes we lose sight. Uh, it's easy to lose sight of what the church is when we get excited about what the church does. And, and you know, to say that we're church for people who don't like church doesn't mean we don't want to be the church. In fact, it means more than anything that we want to be the church and not just pretend. I think one thing that people have been turned off by church is the idea that it seems meaningless sometimes, or it seems ritualistic, or it seems like it goes on and on and on, and, and what, how does it really change our life? And I'm so thankful to be in a town where there's so many great churches that are actually living out what the church is supposed to be, but my first thought this morning is we are the church. These are some things that church is not. Church is not an event. It's not something you put on your calendar and you make room for Church is not a social club. It's not a place where you come to get a date or to meet people in your similar social status. It's not a place just to make friends. Church is not, um, church is not a, 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 a non-profit. It's not. I mean, maybe we're recognized by the government for tax purposes, for non-profit advantages. But it's not just a non-profit to do good things. Church is not just a do-good organization. The church is, and this is from the Bible, I'm just going to paraphrase it. The church is the body of Jesus Christ on the earth. And that sounds kind of creepy. It sounds like a character from one of the Monsters, Inc. movies, like this crazy big, big godhead and these like all people attached and arms and legs. But this, this metaphor that's painted in the Bible is that people that are part of the church are like hands and feet and mouths and ears and noses and eyes for Jesus. We get to do the things that Jesus commissions us to do. And I don't know where you are in your walk with God and your understanding of God. My, my guess is, is that if you got a message that the YMCA had caught fire and churches at the park, and then you still came, you're somewhat committed to church. But as we look at this idea that Jesus is the head and we are the body, I'm reminded of a phrase that I, I heard as a kid. You, you may have heard it. It's pretty popular. And, and this is the phrase. You might be the only Jesus that some people ever see. 
I mean, Jesus, he, he has lived on this earth. He gave his life. He rose from the dead to show his power and to prove that he was God. And then he went back to, to heaven to, uh, to prepare a place for us. He's going to come back and collect the faithful. That's, that's the plan of Jesus. That's, that's the whole deal. But he's not here right now in person, physically, in his human body. And so you, through your actions, through your motives, through the things you do with your hands and your feet and your mouth, your eyes and your ears, you might be the only Jesus that some people ever see. What, what does that mean in the wake of this tragedy and what's going on with the YMCA? Well, I don't know what that means for you, but we are the church. And what I want to encourage us to do is mobilize behind that. Uh, I'm going to be in touch with the YMCA. They're probably going to hire a professional restoration company to come fix things up. But I, I, I want to be an organization, an organization, a family of people who says, we want to help. We want to part, be a part of this because we want to be the hands and the feet and the eyes and the ears of Jesus. But not just to fix up a building. And it's not just about this fire. It's about what's happening with the city team right now. You know about the city team? Every month through this year, and, and we want to do it for a long time, uh, we, we're going to focus on a different one of the... Uh, community initiatives that we that we work with the ymca is one of them vigilant hope and nourish and see and this month just happens to be the month that we are focusing on the ymca um the after school uh homework buddy program is something that we're, we have started our church family has started that from what was it four to five on monday and tuesday they leave volunteers to come out and read with the kids granted this week might be different uh they probably <laughs> want to put a new roof on the building first and stuff like that but being love agents is about being the hands and feet of Jesus in this community. And so my first thought is simple. We are the church. I don't want to be a church that, when we got here this morning uh, at the YMCA, um, I got the text this morning, and, and I'll be honest, the first thought that went to my mind was, I guess we're not having church today. <laughs> I guess we're not having church today. And I was like, cool, I guess, I guess we can make that call. But then probably the second thought, maybe the third, was, you can't not have church. You can't. It's just the people. It's the people that is the body of Christ. And so uh, if, if that's you today and you want to say it with me, let's just say it. We are the church. All right, here's the second thought. The second thought is this. The devil is real. Did you catch that? The devil is real. I'm not going to over-spiritualize the fire at the, um, the YMCA. I, I'm not the person who says, you know what? The devil's trying to hold down Venture Church, so he calls the fire somewhere. <laughs> Some people do that. Maybe that's you. More power to you. I, I feel like sometimes fires start because of heat and oxygen and fuel. Um, so that's just me. But here's the thing I know. The devil is real, and his one of his number one priorities, again, I'm not going to read the scripture. I'm going to paraphrase it for you. The Bible says that the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion, lion and he's seeking to devour those who are faithful to God. That, that's, his, that's his primary goal. The devil isn't this, uh, this little cartoon figure with the pitchfork and the tail, and he's just like, just being sneaky, and like, I don't know, like uh, leaving the seat up in the bathroom and stuff. Like, that's not the devil. That's not him. His goal is to separate us from the love of God. That's his goal. His goal is to drag us away in whatever it takes, and it's not just him. There's spiritual forces all over the place. When I talk about we are the church and the idea that the message of the church just needs to be simple, it is real easy, guys. It's easy for me. I, I love our church. I love going to Venture Church. I do. Like a few weeks ago, you might remember I was out of town. Uh, Patrick shared and preached that morning. It was awesome to have him able to do that. But I was at another church celebrating with them uh, their 11-year anniversary. And I was with them, and I had a great time. But I'll be honest. I miss my church family. I told my wife when I woke up, I did get to sleep in. It was awesome. Um, I said, man, I, I miss my Venture Church family. It's really easy to get comfortable when it comes to church. Uh, funny videos are cool. 
and a relaxed environment is cool, and you can come in your jeans, and our preacher teaches in jeans and t-shirt, cool, and like all this stuff, and we get all comfortable, and, 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 and we have songs that we can enjoy, and there's coffee, and there's all these things, and we just want to settle in and be like, yeah, we made it. The devil is real. The church exists because of the hands and feet of Jesus, and the devil is out to tear that to pieces. And so, granted, I don't know that the devil started a fire at the YMCA this morning. He probably knows a little something about fire. But I know that this can be an opportunity for people to be pulled away from God's love. I don't know what's going to happen in the next several weeks for our weekly meeting. I really don't. I really don't. We might be here next week. I don't know. <laughs> but what I do know is it could be easy for us to look at that and go, well, that was a fun run. I went to church for a while. Things are different. I'm going to take a break. Or to be discouraged. Or to be upset. But no, no. The, since the devil is real, we've, we've got to remember my third thought for this morning. The devil is real, but Jesus is greater. And this is the one I want you to say with me. If you believe it, you don't have to. You might be still figuring this out. But if you believe it, say Jesus is greater. Jesus is greater. This is where I want you to look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. If I can get to it. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. It's in a pretty interesting section of the Bible. I recommend that you look at it. It's in the New Testament. And the letter of 1 John was one written by the Apostle John. John was the, the last living of the original 12 disciples. And he saw a lot of craziness in his life. Uh, the Roman Empire got so powerful that they began to persecute Christians. And he ended up getting uh, ex exiled to an island called Patmos. And he's hanging out there for a while. I think he, probably, he wrote this before he was on that island. But... Um, and in the book of 1 John, he talks about some very simple things like I'm talking about today. And in, this, in chapter 4, he talks about the idea that there are forces that want to destroy you. But in chapter 4, verse 4, this is what he says. But dear children, you dear children are from God and have overcome them. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Can we say Jesus is greater? Come on, we're going to have old school church. Say, Jesus is greater. That's right. Jesus is greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, this is, this is something I want to, I want to make clear. Um, this is a statement that's written specifically to people who say, I'm a Christian. You know, and, and, and that's what John, John is talking. He's talking to Christians. And people who step up and say, Jesus is he's my, he's my Lord. I serve him. He's my connection with the love of God. I serve him. John says, ain't nothing in your life that can beat that. Nothing. Jesus is God who became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And then because he lived the perfect life, he said, you know what? We've all sinned. And the penalty for sin is death and separation from God. But because I've lived the perfect life, I'm going to die in your place. And then to cap it all off, I'm going to destroy the one thing that can separate us from God, which is spiritual death. I'm going to destroy death by raising from the dead. That's, that's Christianity in a nutshell, in a few sentences. Jesus is greater. I love to come with a really practical application for everybody in the room as often as possible. Uh, and this morning, I couldn't think of a better one than this phrase that if you take notes, if you want to write them down on your, we're talking about tattoos with some friends up here. If you're going to get this tattooed on your body, this would be a great one. <laughs> Jesus is greater than blank. And you could just leave a blank or you could fill in the blank. And what are you dealing with right now? You got a marriage struggle? Man, marriage is hard. I've been married for 12 years. 
Ask my wife. She'll tell you how hard it is to be married to me. <laughs> marriage is hard. Jesus is greater than marriage problems. Parenting is hard. Jesus is greater than parenting problems. You got financial problems? Then join the club. It's hard. But Jesus can be greater than your financial problems. This isn't just a health, wealth, and happiness speech. This isn't an old uh, van down by the river, uh, you know, motivational speaker talk. Th this is, that's a Saturday Night Live um, reference. If, if you just totally missed that, it's okay. It's not, just a, it's not just a motivational speech. This is spiritual talk because we are the church and the devil is real, but Jesus is greater. Jesus is greater. What are you dealing with? What are you going through? Did your church burn down this morning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Jesus is greater.